0: worth deleting the app for.
1: Hi, I'm Yui Xu.
0: And I'm Julie Kraftchick.
1: We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Hello, welcome to officially, I think it's almost summer. It feels like summer in LA today, at least. It's been June gloom for most of May and the sun is finally out. I agree. I
0: got out today and I'm like, damn, it's hot. It's like I am in a sweater and I should not be in a sweater right now. It does hit you. I'm loving it. Yeah,
1: it it does hit you all of a sudden. But we've been experiencing opposite weather from the East Coast. It's weird. Like it's so nice in New York Mm -hmm. and hot and it's just so cold and gloomy on the West Coast. So we are desperate for some sun. My skin is desperate for some sun sunlight right now.
0: You know where it's always hot <laughs> is it the metaverse. I, I, I
1: like is it the, I
0: don't know. I don't is know. The metaverse
1: always hot.
0: I feel like if you're going to be in a virtual world, you might as well make it the ideal 75 paradise. 75 right? degrees,
1: sunny every day. Yes, that's how it should be. Well, the metaverse is super fascinating because it's not just entertainment anymore. You can do so much in the metaverse. In fact, laws are being built around the metaverse, making certain things legalized, such as getting married. <laughs> Did you know you could have a legalized <laughs> marriage in the metaverse that carries out into the real world too?
0: You know, I feel like jury is still out about what is gonna happen with the metaverse and is if this is gonna actually become a new normal. I feel like for a period I was like, okay, I think it's gonna happen. Mm-mm. And now I'm feeling a little less confident on it. But who knows? Who knows? We shall see. But when we heard that one of our past guests, <laughs> Sheil, got married in the metaverse, no. we were like, we need to get him back on date. Yeah,
1: how does that Need to get him and back. What does that mean? <laughs> what does his wife think of the whole thing? You'll hear that whole conversation with Sheel and his now wife, um, Amruta, and it's very interesting how it all played out because they got married in the metaverse that was sponsored by Taco Bell. Like, I can't say that with a straight face. I was trying to explain to a friend last night what their wedding was. And I was like, there was a Taco Bell fountain. And she's like, hold up, wait. Metaverse? But it's
0: not real. And
1: (laughs) Taco Bell fountain. And it was an Indian wedding, like of everything. Yes, I can't, even after this conversation, I can't fully grasp what the experience was like, but it just shows that there are so many different ways of you showing commitment Mm -hmm. these days.
0: And you do you. You find the relationship (laughs) that works for you. And if that involves the metaverse, then we are here for it. We are all for it. Would you ever think when we started this podcast, we'd be having this episode? Because I didn't.
1: Oh, hell no. I did not even know what the metaverse was. Like, I don't think VR didn't exist. It didn't exist. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) We didn't know what that was seven years ago. We thought it was like, we thought dating apps were the next, the new, you know, futuristic way of dating. Oh, you met him online? (laughs) Wow. How does that work? Now Now it's like, so out. (laughs) You know, in 10 years, people are going to say, I'm an apologist polyamorous relationship with someone on earth and then someone in the metaverse you know they're gonna have like multiple <laughs> relationships in different realms I can see that right yeah. and then you yeah at night you're like in the virtual world during the day oh and my like, god and then you just blur blur all those lines it's gonna get real confusing it's gonna get weird that's for sure it's gonna get weird but we embrace weird and and all I of do. it. I like this discussion for the fact that people are finding creative ways to celebrate their love. Yes. And the metaverse is a great place to gather all of your friends and family globally without travel restrictions and all the logistics, financial restrictions. So I definitely see arguments for doing anything in the metaverse for those reasons. And I do think that more and more people will be using the metaverse for these like ceremonies and rituals.
0: I don't mean to say this to put down anyone's wedding by any means, (laughs) but there is a period, I don't know if you went through this UA, that I probably had like eight weddings in a span of three months. Whoa, that's a lot. Three of them that I was in, it was a lot, and I had just gone through a breakup, so oh, it was a lot. Yeah, that's it was a fun. lot. All of them were wonderful in their own way, and to the people, I'm sure they were very unique. But as someone that was going to them, I'm like, I feel like I've heard the same thing over and over <laughs> again, and it was a little cookie cutter at times. And I don't, I, I feel bad. I don't want to say that in a bad way because I, I did genuinely enjoy going to everyone's, but I appreciate when people step out of the norm a little all and just do things that are different.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I personally love weddings. I love going to weddings. I think it's so much fun. It's like an evening of entertainment you never know who's getting drunk first and making an ass <laughs> out of themselves and i always like to watch that thing go down but i do reflect back to some of these weddings i they kind of blur together i'm like oh was that definitely the one that was at a farm or is that the one that was in a farmhouse right. i can't you know i blur i blur yeah. and then i know people spend months picking out their dress their their utensils their decor the flower arrangements their food and i can guarantee you most of that's forgotten by your oh, guests no idea yeah you know right you're like huh well what was their what was their centerpiece? I have no idea. No idea. And those centerpieces are like hundreds of dollars, you know, just for one. But I do remember vows. I think vows are still very sacred mm-hmm. and special. So that is one way to differentiate. But you don't need a wedding to witness vows. So I went to Golden Gate Park
0: in San Francisco in the botanical gardens. And there is oh my god the Redwood Forest I don't mm. know if you've ever been there no. before it's a place where people get married and I've seen two this two times now just I think it's so cool like how cool is it to do something that's in nature a little against the grain more casual I don't know I, I'm on board with doing something like that someday
1: that's kind of fun and then probably just a smaller gathering you don't need 500 of yeah. your closest friends and a catering company for all of that that is really it's whatever's that feels most authentic right to you that's what ultimately matters i was gonna say the
0: same you do you if you want the big traditional Mm -hmm. wedding by all means Mm -hmm. i feel like i might someday get vetoed by that anyways
1: my opinions on having something smaller so it doesn't matter oh really does he want a big one he wants a big wedding more
0: traditional definitely more traditional not necessarily bigger but more traditional i could go like very off the grid on it Uh and do something that's less involved and standard. But I also recognize the value of tradition, especially, you know, I see why people want that. So again, you got to do what's good for you. And if getting married on the metaverse is it, then that also works.
1: Yeah, you do that. You were Whatever universe that may exist in 10 years, go for it. Go do whatever makes your heart sing. I do hate that sometimes. I've been to a few weddings where my friend getting married said, this is actually not for me. This is for... I don't yeah. know. My family really expected this. This is for his family really wanted this. And that's so unfortunate when it's your big day, but it's not what you actually wanted.
0: I always think it's unfortunate when you have a bunch of people you don't know. Like you're, yes. I don't know, like extended family or parents, friends or yeah. whoever it might be. And you spend the entire time meeting new people. I'm like, that is not what I want on my
1: wedding day. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my wedding. What's your name? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. I've I've
0: seen friends interact that way with people like have them show up and they're like even to like bridal showers and stuff and it's like introducing themselves for the first time.
1: Chinese weddings are like that Chinese weddings are purely for your parents and their colleagues and their friends and they're usually around 500 people it's at a big banquet but the benefit of it all is that the people getting (laughs) married collect cash so you make money off your wedding it's fabulous you have someone you designate someone as a cash collector and as you're toasting Going around to the tables, you don't care what the fuck their names are. You just like collect the cash, (laughs) and then you toast them. It's so great. It's like a this is venture. (laughs) Can I be the cash collector at your wedding someday? Yeah, be the cash collector. (laughs) I have two tables of people, and there won't be much cash being collected. But how wonderful! Because in Western culture, you're hemorrhaging money for weddings, you know, mm-hmm. right? But when ch- in China, you fucking make money. <laughs> like, yes, let's buy that house.
0: <laughs> the whole thing is so weird to me. So like, weird. we could probably do a whole episode of this. I do want to point out, though, this is a little, like, adjacent, but... Sheel, we had him on, in, I looked it up, 2017 mm. is when we did an episode with him. I remember him coming to your house. Mm-hmm. How do we get in touch with Sheel? Like, I can't even remember how we met him. Was it just oh. through mutual friends?
1: I can't remember, Do you remember
0: either. Maybe it was mutual friends. Uh, some, Yeah. Somehow he came into our orbit. We had him on the podcast and the whole episode was basically about how he was living this like large lifestyle that he was always on the go, always traveling, had this like social media persona that mm-hmm. he, you know, was doing all the things except for being ready to be in a relationship, even though that's what he was saying. Yeah. So we kind of debunked like the difference of what he was putting out there versus what he really wanted and it's been really fun to see him grow over the years because we've actually had him on multiple episodes whether it be a check-in or a contribution Mm -hmm. to, we had him on like the dating in the lockdown episode we did. He's just always been someone that we go to and it's been really fun to like follow his journey and see how it's led to a
1: metaverse wedding. (laughs) He's grown so much. (laughs) We're so proud of him. He's a grown-up right before our eyes, but he really lived to this I guess you could call like a celebrity vortex kind of thing in San Francisco. He's a VC. He's a well-known VC, worked for a well-known fund and people knew who he was. And so people were very much drawn to him. He's very charismatic. And like you said, Julie, he lived this grand lifestyle, traveling all the time. But it's fascinating that when you're, you know, people look up to him and definitely people had crushes on him, wanted to be around him. You think you want to date someone like that, but then when it comes to actually being in a relationship, you're like, no, that's like the opposite. I need someone available. I need someone who, who is giving me the attention and not spreading all this energy around. And I think sometimes in dating, we forget that. The, we like are attracted to certain qualities in dating that would not make for a suitable partner in a relationship totally
0: and it's just funny like what we want to put out there all the time like we have this this is inspired by an episode we did a couple seasons ago we had a community member Drew come on to talk about the comparison game and like how he got out of his own way of comparing himself to his friends and he talked about what he called his wins folder so it could be dating wins it could just be general life anything that he could also be like hey I'm doing a lot of really cool stuff too because I think this is really good for to reflect on we've been putting it up in our facebook group like what are your wins big or small and one that caught my eye the other day is we had a community member julia i'll give her a shout out she said i finally took out that i liked hiking in my profile and just said i was a homebody
1: <laughs> oh yes snaps all around <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> that made me laugh, because how many times have we put out this persona version of ourselves that's, you know, did this hike once or ran a half marathon once, we're now a runner. You know, it's it's like <sighs> the aspirational version of ourselves, which... Isn't really who we are day to day, nor who we want to attract.
1: And it just doesn't feel good when you're living up to someone else's <laughs> expectations. Why? That's this is your life that you're living. I remember I was dating this guy, and we I really liked him. And during a date, he's like, you know, I really have future plans of moving back to Denver, where he's from. And I just I he didn't even ask me, and I was like, yeah, me too. And like I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I have no aspirations of moving back to Denver. <laughs> I don't ever want to live in Colorado, I don't think, or move back to Colorado, but I was like, yeah, me too. Yeah. He's like, you do? Like I really? Are you sure? <laughs> And he could even sense that <laughs> I was not being authentic in that moment. And it's just shit like that happens in dating. You're like, yeah, me too. No, not me. <laughs>
0: it's not me. It's it's wild. But I was so glad we were able to follow him. We also got a bit more raw in this episode, too, of the very real struggles that couples face when one person's ready and the other isn't. So I won't go in too much further, but I think this episode really has something for everyone. And as... As our editor told us, this was one of his favorites. It just made him laugh. It gave him so much joy. So I always love getting his take when he listens to that because I'm sure others will feel the same way.
1: Oh, uh, now that he, if there's ever an episode where he doesn't give feedback, and be like, "Oh, he hates that episode,"
0: <laughs> we failed him. I in mean, that there episode. are some. There are some that he doesn't. I think it's just the extreme ones <laughs> that he loves that he shares. And this was one of them. He just thought it was a very fun episode. Was the quote. <laughs>
1: okay. All Stephon. Right, Stéphane. I'm glad that we can impress you in this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, without further ado, we'll move on to announcements before we get into it. We're going to say it one more time because (laughs) we say it every week. Exit interview. That's our other great podcast. If you're not up to speed, I want to give a shout out actually to one of our moderators, Jason, the OG, the one that inspired the exit interview. I had the pleasure of meeting him for coffee the other day. He is one of our moderators and hosts in the community so it was really nice seeing him i think we realized we hadn't met in person for a year so it's been a while wow Yeah. And it just reminded me of where this whole thing came from in the first place. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't listened yet, we basically have a bunch of daters that are struggling in their dating life, and we talk to their exes, their past dates, their situationships, whoever that past flame is. Maybe it's even their friends that can shed some light into what is going down. And we've heard really great feedback of this, of how not only is it interesting to hear us dissect someone else's love life, but people... People also say they learn a lot about how to apply this to their own love lives. So if you haven't listened yet, go to Exit Interview. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can get your podcasts.
1: <laughs> it's so good. It's binge-worthy.
0: Definitely binge-worthy. So at dateable Podcast is our Instagram. You can also find us on all other social media. TikTok. You gotta find us on TikTok. <laughs> We're trying to grow our TikTok. slowly but surely we will grow our tiktok okay well before we get into it let's hear a message from our sponsors
1: month, and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Okay,
0: let's get into it about a metaverse wedding.
1: We've been doing this podcast for, what, eight years now? And I think we've looked at every different configuration of how people express their commitment to each other, except for the one we're talking about today, which is <laughs> a legalized marriage in the metaverse. I feel like I'm in the future, even just saying that out loud. Well, what does a marriage in the metaverse look like? We're going to dig right into that, but we're so glad to have a repeat offender on our show. <laughs> just kidding. But someone who's been on our show for several episodes, Sheil, he is is back fan favorite people loved you from the first to the third Sheil is now 41 years old when we first met him he was 15 so you can see like how long (laughs) i've aged a lot yeah (laughs) he lives in sf originally from pittsburgh he is married legally in the metaverse just want to say that one more time it's true he's been on season four episode six perceptions and misconceptions season 10 episode seven six feet apart (laughs) dating on lockdown. <laughs> and then a bonus check-in episode. But this episode specifically, you brought someone with you. And it's your lovely wife, Amruta. Nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. So wonderful to have you on our show too. She is 37 years old, lives in SF, originally from Cleveland and Fairbanks, Alaska. Wow, that's just two very different places and also married in the metaverse according to the law. So before we get into how this wedding worked out in the metaverse, how did you two meet?
2: We were set up by a friend, actually. Somebody that I previously worked with who's a really good friend of Amrita They also worked together. And it was at the beginning of the pandemic. As you guys know... I was dating with these video dates pretty actively. And then I got an email from her name's Alka and I responded immediately saying I was interested in Amrita. The funny part of it is it was actually the third time that she had tried to set us up. So oh, wow. Amrita oh. <laughs> said no twice before oh, she shit. Yes.
1: Yeah. Three times a charm.
3: Well, yeah, I think maybe you would say second, but <laughs> we had met so this good friend of mine was also my roommate for many years. And we had a party that Sheil had come to in 2017. Probably like 2019, Alka first asked if I wanted to be set up with him. I said no. It really took the pandemic. Much as you've been on this journey with Sheil for many years, in some ways, you know, I've had these touch points as well. And it took the pandemic to really sitting at home alone for a month was just what I needed.
0: So what ultimately drew you to him then that you started off not feeling that way?
3: Well, I mean, so when Alka set us up, Sheil was actually traveling. So he was on like a long RV trip. and Oh, no, it's back
2: to my first episode of Dateable. Is he traveling too much?
3: (laughs) Yeah. So he was traveling. And when we were first set up, our first couple of interactions were, you know, by phone. And so our first like what might be considered our first real date was a phone call. That lasted something like five hours, something like that. Like we started talking at like 9 p.m. and we're talking to like 2 a.m., sending each other photos. Shield jokes that I'm like very into coincidences, and I'm just like Mm. totally sold on that. So everything of like, you know, my dad's also a chemical engineer or whatever, (laughs) it like really got me. And then we had our first real date. So this was like June 2020. And so our first in-person date was in Sheil's backyard. We kept social distance. He cooked for me and Mm -hmm. made sangria and Mm. we had a fire pit and he was so interesting and much like the phone call. And then that date and from there, I just felt like I could talk to him forever. And I never wanted to stop hanging out with him. And now I never have to. In this universe or the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true, exactly.
0: And then, Sheil, what about you? Because you were clearly like down earlier. What was your path here?
2: I think, you know, at that point, I was open to a lot of things. As an extrovert, I was taking the pandemic particularly rough (laughs) and was just like craving human interaction. I had met her at this party, as she mentioned. I thought she was cute and smart and funny and just wanted to know her better. So when Alka sent that email, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm in. And then we had those early phone dates and then met in person finally.
1: And when was the moment that, you two felt like, yeah, let's do this for life. Let's
3: make this commitment. Well, I think it was different for each of us. (laughs) So, you know, it was like, I guess another Feature of pandemic dating was that things don't happen the way that they might happen Mm. under normal circumstances. So within a few months of us like officially getting together, I had put all my stuff in storage Mm. with the idea that I'd be traveling, but like effectively moved into Sheil's house with him. Mm. And then we were traveling a lot together, spending tons of time together. So by that summer, it sort of felt like we kind of need to like either do it or not do it. And my perspective was like, we should do it. And Sheil was, I think, more uncertain. So that actually led to us mm. breaking up. Oh, We felt like we had to go like one way or another. And so we broke up. I moved out, moved into my own apartment and then we kind of reconnected at some point, question of whether we were going to try to make it work. But Sheil was like still seeming sort of not fully solid to me. And I mm-hmm. felt like he needed to like kind of figure out what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So at one point I told him, I don't think we should talk anymore. Don't contact me unless you decide that you're sure you want a life partner. Mm -hmm. Because I think at some Mm -hmm. point he maybe wasn't sure. He has friends who've like chosen not to do that. And like he does like traveling and his independence and all of that. So, you know, you're sure you want that. You're sure you want it to be me. And you're willing to do the work. And I told all of my friends, it's like 100% over. I'm never going to speak to him again. (laughs) And then... Like about a month later, he came back Mm. to me and like was texting me, and I was like, "Do you remember the conditions that you agreed to?"
0: How many years in at this point are we talking? Like, I love timelines, so
3: well, it
2: depends on if you listen to her or me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We started officially dating. I'll give you the month breakdown, not years. So we started officially dating like the beginning of September, twenty twenty. We broke up August, twenty twenty one. Okay, and we. We got back together at the end of January
1: 2022. Oh, okay. A few months had passed, and
3: then by August 2022, we were engaged. So, and move fast after that. <laughs> yeah. Shield, what was holding you back that first time around?
2: Oh man.
1: Uh, <laughs> You're like I didn't think I'd have a therapy session
0: no. on here. <laughs> are we talking about the metaverse, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, th- I thought this was a fun, fun conversation. What, did that it, comes what later. are we getting into? What's happening here? I think we have this like classic anxious avoidant situation. I'm the avoidant one, and I think that led to some challenges between us.
3: Yeah, I will say to that that. I think that was like, from my perspective, that was sort of exacerbated by this like lack of like a real commitment, Mm -hmm. where it did feel like, you know, I think there's this big difference between you have some sort of difference between you two, which is natural. And Mm -hmm. your first reaction being, maybe there's a reason we shouldn't be together versus your first reaction being like, okay, well, we know we're going to be together. So we have to figure this out. And so when we kind of got back together after. Shield like had kind of decided in his mind he was fully committed the nature of our relationship was like completely different right this story is so familiar i feel like we hear this time and <laughs> yep. time again so
1: yep
2: <laughs> totally
1: what was it for you Shield, during that break that made you realize yeah let's do this
2: you know there's this popular thing that like you should never spend time with your ex once you've broken up definitely don't call them
1: yeah i murder them
2: Yeah, (laughs) totally right mentally yeah so gotta clarify that part had (laughs) that been the case we wouldn't be married in the metaverse or otherwise today you know spending that time together while we were apart was actually really helpful Don't take every dating advice that you hear on the show. Yeah. If you're gonna violate the rules, know that sometimes it works out.
0: I mean, that's our whole motto is we don't have rules. So you're not offending yeah. anyone here. Okay, good. <laughs> so Ruta were you always like very marriage focused? Like, was this something you always wanted? Or where did this stem from?
3: No, I don't think so. I mean, I think I like the idea of certainty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> I
0: can relate. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: So I think in relationships, I have been very unlikely to get into relationships. I haven't been in very many relationships. And I I think for like the years before Sheil and I got together, I was sort of like dating as a hobby with like no particular outcome in mind. But when I am in a relationship, I think like relatively quickly I get to a point that's like, we could make this work. Mm -hmm. It's a very high bar. And then it just sort of sustains versus there being some higher bar beyond that to say, like, I want a serious commitment. I mean, I was single for a long time. And like, my mom would certainly say I was not acting like someone who wanted to get married. But, you know, once I thought that Sheil was like a great match for me, I didn't see what else, Mm -hmm. what other questions there could be. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Should we get to the fun part
1: of getting engaged? (laughs) Let's do this. Let's talk about the engagement, the proposal and all that. And then we'll get to the metaverse part. How did this engagement happen?
3: Well, Sheel is very proud of it. Uh, <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, he'll tell you a lot of people are saying this is the best engagement story they've ever heard. So, you know, after we got back together, we kind of were thinking, okay, like maybe six months or something, and then we'll get engaged. And then at some point over the summer, he had started orienting me around end of the year. And so like, you know, knowing Sheel, I expected that to be like a new... New Year's Eve proposal, like (laughs) December 31st. And so I was very unsuspecting when it happened in August. And we were in Mexico at this like really cool Airbnb outside of the city that is in the shape of a snake. Mm. It's by this like really interesting architect and it's like a cool place. And so we were there for his brother's birthday and he told me that his brother wanted to do a photo shoot with all of us wearing white, which (laughs) seemed reasonable to me because... <laughs> it's this like really cool space that's like very Instagrammable, like makes sense to have a photo shoot there. So, you know, I was ready for this birthday photo shoot. And then he told me, well, the photographer is here early. So since we're ready, he said he can take some photos of just us before we, mm. you know, take photos of the group. Sneaky. Yeah. That also seemed totally reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're taking photos like these very romantic photos all around the property. And at one point, she'll was like, doesn't this feel like an engagement photo shoot? And I was like, yeah, it totally does. Like, so funny. And then we got to one area and the photographer had me turn around and then Sheil was there and he had a ring pop in a wrapper. And he said, I was at the market yesterday and I found this ring pop. And then he opened the wrapper and inside he had had a ring (gasps) box, like 3D printed to look like a ring pop. And inside were two rings because we were both wearing rings and you proposed and then all of our friends came out and we like celebrated with them. And then we went back to Mexico City and checked into an Airbnb there and we walked to the backyard and a bunch of our friends, including some of my like closest friends, had flown in and were there to celebrate with us. And we celebrated with them. And then we went to dinner, and we walked into, like, the private room, and my mom and sister were there. Oh, wow. So it was a whole series of surprises. I have to admit that she'll like, deserves to brag a little bit about it. It (laughs) That's a lot of coordination. Yeah. And you had
1: no idea. All these people... Kept it from me. I you. have no
3: idea. Yeah. We called my mom to tell her, like, right after we got <laughs> engaged. And she was she was supposed to be at a conference and she's like, I can't talk right now. Like I'm at this conference. She's like, I'm here. I'm... <laughs> yeah. And I was like, she doesn't even care. But actually she was like at the airport, like, you know.
0: Oh my god.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. That's a great engagement story. Yes. You have bragging rights for a very long time. <laughs> so that happened in August of last year. And when did you two decide to do this wedding in the metaverse first?
2: We've been talking about this wedding in the metaverse, but we haven't been talking about another part of it, which is a wedding in this Taco Bell metaverse. So um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot to unpack here. A lot. Okay. So we got engaged in August. And then a couple weeks later, we're driving up to Burning Man. And on the way, a bunch of people had messaged me being like, hey, Taco Bell is having this contest where you can get married in this Taco Bell metaverse. And... I thought, hey, like, it might be fun to apply for this contest. They just asked us to submit a two minute video. So we're driving up, you know, it's like something to do in the car ride. Like, let's just make this two minute video. So we scripted it. Mostly she scripted it, to be totally (laughs) honest. And then we went to a Taco Bell and recorded it. And we didn't think that much of it. In fact, like, we recorded it twice and submitted the second take. We were at Burning Man, and then later we were like, well, we don't have to submit it, but we can submit it because if we get it, first of all, we're not going to win, and second of all, if we win, we're not going to do it. <laughs> then what yeah. happened is, you know, fast forward a month, and Amirtha is getting DM'd on Instagram from at Taco Bell, <laughs> oh my god. being like, "Hey, check your email. Did it go to spam? Oh my
1: god! <laughs> not the kind of DM I would expect to get, but yeah, <laughs>
2: from Taco." Yeah. The messages went to spam and then they said, okay, well, like we've chosen you. We want you guys to have this Taco Bell Metaverse wedding. And we said, oh, okay, hold on. (laughs) Like we, I don't know if we want a Taco Bell Metaverse wedding. Let's think about this a little bit. (laughs) So I definitely wanted it more than she did. Okay. But I was like, yeah, it'd be fine. Why not? Something different. They were like, okay, how about we just get on a Zoom call with you? We can see if it's a good fit. So we got on the Zoom with them, and they're like, Hey, this is going to be your wedding. It's not just whatever we want to do. We're going to do stuff that you want. And then, and this was the most important piece, they said, You're going to be part of the Taco Bell family. (laughs) And
0: what does that mean?
2: Who knows?
0: nobody knows so many questions about this
3: (laughs) i feel like you maybe left out the bit at the beginning people were sending you this thing of like oh yeah hey there's this contest because he's like a known super fan of taco bell okay oh okay okay that's important like yes yeah so we had recently gotten engaged and then people saw this Taco Bell is having this contest, and they immediately thought, like, Sheil. <laughs> so they sent it to him, and, you know, I think no one was seeing this and sending it to me. Like, <laughs> you would be perfect for this. Yeah. So Sheel had some convincing to do. He was convinced by you'll be part of the Taco Bell family. <gasps> that wasn't your selling
0: point. <laughs> yeah, no, no.
3: I knew he was really excited about it, and so I wanted to do it because he wanted to do it, and i thought like yeah it'll be fun like being married to Shield is like basically a lot of like going along with things and seeing what happens. And <laughs> very often I'm like tentative about them at first, but then they end up being really unique and interesting experiences, which was also true here. So I have a
0: question. I don't know how much you know about the background of Taco Bell getting involved in the metaverse and then for Shields like I do, for <laughs> weddings also, because it's just like I don't even think of Taco Bell when it comes to weddings like how did they even have this idea is this a thing
2: yeah so taco bell and weddings go along very well oh okay i
0: was not aware of this yeah yeah yeah.
2: so taco bell has actually presided over i think it was like 700 weddings they actually have a chapel in las vegas where you can like on the screen when you're ordering the taco bell like you can order a wedding and like there's a chapel upstairs wow so you know, weddings have been a big part of Taco Bell for a while. The metaverse was something different for them. I think they saw it as something new and unique they could try out. And and then, you know, they had this contest. I have to say, we probably would not have done just like another Taco Bell wedding when they've done 700 of them. I think the appeal for us was something unique and different. Yeah. And this contest, <laughs> like the idea of winning a contest for a wedding was kind of cool.
0: I mean, also, I think this whole part about the metaverse, like I could hear some of our audience being like, wow, this is freaking awesome. You're the first couple to be officially married at the metaverse. Then other people being like, this is my worst nightmare. Love to hear from you two, like as tech enthusiasts, yep. how did you view the metaverse?
3: Yeah, I think we were entering it as sort of like spectators turned participants or something like it's not like we were metaverse natives, like always dreamt of getting married this way. (laughs) But it was more like, oh, like, this is cool. Let's see what they make of this. And what we found in the end, it was sort of There were IRL and virtual components to it. Okay. So on the day that this happened, the wedding took place in Decentraland was the platform that they used. (laughs) We had like a full production crew set up in Sheil's office, which is on the first floor of our house. We like were sitting next to each other in two computers. And so when we said our vows to each other, we faced each other IRL, but then our avatars were doing the same. <laughs> in the metaverse and our family and friends had access to like this private live stream that showed our faces in addition to like what was happening in Decentraland it felt like a lot more people could be involved in it than could have been in for an IRL wedding so we had family from India, we had friends from all over the world, et cetera, join us there. And it was also like more participatory for them. So, mm. you know, they had their own avatar, and like as we were reciting our vows, their avatars like running across the like room or whatever. Like they were kind of having their own experience with it. So that was really fun. But then we were actually together, and it was actually like a moment for us in real life. And then the next day, we had an in-person reception at the Taco Bell and Pacifica. Uh-huh. I think it was like a good marriage of the two of like virtual and IRL versus being like just one or the other.
0: Also, for anyone not local, the Taco Bell and Pacifica is actually pretty nice. freaking amazing. It's on the Beautiful. beach. It's on yeah. the water. It's really breathtaking. Okay, I'm going to hold for one minute because we're going to do a quick break.
1: He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) There's feedback that will make you cringe.
3: She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall.
1: And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. <laughs> I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was gonna learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview.
0: Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this is your legal marriage. Are you also getting married? In I know there was an IRL component, but is yeah. there going to be any other follow-up weddings or was this your wedding?
3: No, there will be a big follow-up wedding, and there will actually be multiple follow-up weddings. So we had always planned to get married in a destination wedding in Mexico. Okay. So we're getting married at a hacienda, like two hours south of Mexico City. But then our parents were not happy with the number of invites they were given for this wedding. So we're also having a reception in Cleveland, which is where I'm from. And that's essentially like our parents' wedding, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm where it's like also a wedding. Yeah, but for all of their friends.
1: And when you were doing the metaverse wedding, did you have any friends in the room with you?
2: We did have some friends in the room with us. People who gave speeches were in the room with us. And then we also had a group of folks who were upstairs (laughs) at our place. And then they came down and celebrated with us. We actually went out for karaoke right afterwards
0: what's nice about this is that anyone in the world can come you kind of alluded to this did you have people from india coming to the wedding on the metaverse like how far globally did we span
1: here
2: yeah we did have people all over the world including yeah like a lot of family in india who were able to partake which was pretty cool
1: how involved were you in the wedding planning process
2: very involved. Like we had a say over a lot of stuff. So they designed this whole thing in Decentraland for us. I rode on an elephant in in Decentraland, which was a really big deal. Apparently I had no idea, but there was no concept of riding. So they had to build the concept of riding to allow me to ride an elephant. Oh, wow. You know, it's cool that it was this, it was not only a wedding in the metaverse, it was not only a Taco Bell wedding in the metaverse, but it was a Indian Taco Bell weddings in the Metaverse.
0: <laughs> yeah. Were there any other traditions like for Indian weddings that you brought over to the Metaverse?
3: They did it all. Wow. So when we first spoke to them about, like, they wanted us to make it our own and they wanted to customize it for us. And all the customization we wanted was basically to make it an Indian wedding. Mm-hmm. We're both Indian. And that's like, when we were thinking about our wedding, we're not thinking about, like, a white dress and an altar. We're thinking about, like, a sari in a, what we call him, mandap. Mm-hmm. So they built the mandap. So you traditionally walk around a fire. They had a fire made of fire hot sauce packets. And they had like clothes for the avatars. Like our guests also could pick from different clothing options that were all like Indian inspired. We had like an Indian first dance, all sorts of things.
0: What were your family and friends' reactions to all this? (laughs) Like I'm sure like there's clearly the friends were rooting you on in the first place, but then you probably have family that's like what the fuck is happening?
2: A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. I think most people were like, what the hell is going
1: why, why are you
2: doing this? Yeah, I think a lot of people, that was the reaction of a lot of people, family, friends, etc. But I think the people who know us were like, oh, of course you're doing something crazy. We didn't necessarily think it would be this, but, you know, we knew it would be non-traditional. So.
1: And you being the first legal wedding in the metaverse, does that mean that other people have gotten married in the metaverse and just didn't
3: have someone ordained or something? We have seen examples of people getting married in the metaverse. We were told by Taco Bell that this is the first illegal wedding in the metaverse. And the way that they were able to do it is apparently during the pandemic, a bunch of states passed laws or regulations allowing for Zoom weddings. Mm -hmm. And most states like repealed those laws mm. except for the state of Utah. So we were able to do it by getting a Utah marriage license oh. and having the officiant to be physically present in Utah at the time. Oh. Wow. And that wow. was not Cal Penn. No. So he was the MC, <laughs> And then there is a separate officiant who is in Utah. Wow. So
0: your actual reception is at Taco Bell in Pacifica. Is there a reception happening in the metaverse at the same time?
2: No, the metaverse portion was about an hour, okay, inclusive of everything, including the reception. And that was on Friday night. And then on Saturday night, we had a IRL reception at the Pacifica Taco Bell. Got it. That was many hours and went into the night.
0: So what did the reception of the metaverse look like you kind of walk through the wedding a bit of well actually maybe even just walking through the wedding in more detail like we heard about the coming in on the elephant but like what else happened in the actual wedding and reception I want all the details basically
2: (laughs) yeah you walk into this pretty beautiful virtual world. It had a bunch of like fun virtual things like the steps rose up. And then, you know, the two of us were up there at the mandap, the traditional Indian thing that you get married under. We had a relatively short ceremony that had vows and people were able to see us. And there was actually a slideshow of us Hmm. also in the room sort of at the same time. Oh. And then after the ceremony, we moved on to the reception, which was next door. And when I say we moved on again, like our avatars <laughs> are moving on. Yeah. Um, inside this reception, there were a bunch of fun things. There was a nacho cheese fountain <laughs> that you could actually like jump into and people got stuck inside of. <laughs> oh my God. There was a Baja Blast bar where you could get a virtual Bob blast. There was actually something kind of cool, which is you, you could scan a QR code and that day for anybody in the Taco Bell app, they could eat our wedding menu, oh. which was fully vegetarian. So like that was an option in the Taco Bell app, which was kind of fun.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> that sounds really elaborate, but you don't even have to leave your chair or go to the bathroom.
2: It actually was really cool. It sounds kind of, like, I have to admit, it sounds kind of lame, but actually, (laughs) being a part of it, it was, like, very emotional and fun. Yeah. Everybody remarked to us that, like, they had a really good time with it, and a lot of people sent us pictures of themselves with the screen, and it was fun. I think it was fun, and it was, like, short. You could be at home in your pajamas. Some people dressed up, though. (laughs) So overall, it was was a really fun wedding.
0: Were people like dancing and stuff at their house? (laughs) They were,
2: yeah. We also had hot sauce packet dancers who had choreographed (laughs) a dance to a song that we picked, which was kind of fun.
0: Wow. Well, this is certainly unique. I think that's definitely, I can see why people loved taking photos and being part of
2: this because
1: the yeah, novelty
3: yeah.
0: alone, right?
3: How many people showed up?
2: In total, I think it was in the thousands. Wow!
3: There were some technical limitations uh, in oh, terms yeah, of yeah, how yeah. many people could actually be part of the experience. So There were fewer avatars that were actually participating. There were, like, others that it was sort of a view-only experience. Oh, I see. Okay,
0: I feel a little better that our invitations got lost to the mail
1: then. (laughs) Thousands. Wow. Well, you would never be able to, I mean, it would be very hard to pull that off in real life. Yeah. So that's one thing with the metaverse. Definitely. You can definitely scale your wedding.
0: Yeah. What else do you think was special? Like now that you've had this experience and you're looking back on it, I know, Sheila, you might have been more excited and Bruno more skeptical at the beginning. (laughs) How do you feel today?
3: It was great. It was a lot of fun. I mean, there were the parts of it that were just Funny. So my sister's reaction when she heard we were going to do this was like, "This is classic, you guys, in that you are taking a joke one step too far." <laughs> <laughs> and so, even though she is more of the novelty seeker than I am, but I like love a good bit, and this was like definitely there is a good opportunity for that. So during the actual experience, we're kind of like bantering with Cal Pen the whole time, and like <laughs> that was really fun. But then there was also part of it that was actually touching and meaningful. So we both wrote our own vows, and we recited them to each other. Then, you know, we went through the whole, the kind of more traditional vows of, like, do you take mm. each other, you know, kiss the bride, all of that. And that, like, I surprisingly felt very real. <laughs> like, that is, I think, when we realized, like, oh, like, we're married now. <laughs> so yeah, it was unique and interesting and fun to be part of and also like a sweet moment. I'm still stuck on the Cal Penn part. I can't believe
1: <laughs> that Cal Penn emceed <laughs> <laughs> your wedding. Did you request him?
2: We did. Yeah.
1: Oh, and they made it happen. Wow.
2: Yeah. And you know, Cal Penn, I think he's like kind of special for us as like he was one of the first really like popular Indian American actors mm-hmm. and we always really liked him. So it was great to have him.
0: It did chill. Like clearly you were gung ho on this from the beginning. <laughs> but like what yeah. would you say, like especially to someone maybe that's considering doing something a little more unique, like what would you say as a benefit looking back on the whole thing?
2: I think, you know, the fact that it is something unique is cool. I think people really appreciated it. And I think it's more fun to do something unique. Yeah. Yeah. Why do just the same thing that everyone else does?
1: Was there anything surprising about the experience that you would take for years and years
3: to come? One thing that was surprising about it is what a production it was. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, you know, even before the actual event, we had like a full day long photo and video shoot one day where we wow. again had this huge team come in and, you know, they set up like basically like a craft services table <laughs> in our house and like all these things. And it was like they're like the multiple producers and the multiple camera people and all of that. And then there was like the whole lead up to the event and the day of. And it was like at some point we realized like oh we're part of this like much larger (laughs) campaign like we're sort of the talent Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) that I think we were not somehow expecting I mean I guess it should have been expected but took us by surprise a bit like how involved it was it was pretty interesting actually to get some insight into how that world works because yeah I hadn't experienced it before
0: I know at the beginning of this you made a joke like maybe we'll be the first and last of the metaverse like do you (laughs) Where did both of you see Weddings of the Metaverse going? And maybe the Metaverse as a whole. It's <laughs> a load of. I think, I mean, look, I think there were some,
2: some things about it that were really great. I think it was unique. It was a unique experience for everyone. That was cool. There were also definitely some technical hiccups along the way that were challenging. One of the advantages was, I mentioned it being unique, but also the fact that it was virtual and so many people from around the world could mm-hmm. attend was really cool. But I don't know that I'm... I'm not necessarily like, I haven't been back in the metaverse since then. I'll just say that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I would say, you know, the metaverse can mean many things. So, you know, initially people would assume that it means some sort of virtual reality Mm -hmm. experience, which it doesn't necessarily, the concept of a metaverse wedding can mean many things. So... I don't know if this exact kind of experience will happen very often, but I do think that having these kind of virtual elements Mm -hmm. to celebrations definitely can be something that continues and that has a lot of benefits. Definitely.
0: And I, clearly you two are both taken, but if you were to <laughs> recommend dating in the metaverse, yay or nay?
2: Nay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? I mean, it, I would say like date in the metaverse, if... <laughs> You're a metaverse person who's spending a lot of time in there anyway. That's not us. There are definitely those people. So for those people, it makes sense. If you're like not a metaverse person, then phone calls are great. Or you know, ideally, you just meet in person, yeah. like old-fashioned days. <laughs>
3: I think we can support virtual dating since that's how, you know, yeah. we started. Yeah, definitely. But whether you need an avatar to do that, maybe maybe for some people that would help. And if so, I think that's great.
1: I can see people proposing in the metaverse. You can do so much more grand
3: gestures. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And have she'll, an IRL. Yeah, mm-hmm. she'll think about how much easier all of the planning would have been. Oh,
1: yeah. know, you don't have to fly
3: anybody virtual. in.
0: Yeah,
2: true. It's very in
1: this virtual room are your (laughs) great grandparents. (laughs) I brought them
2: back. Exactly, yeah, totally
1: I just love this
0: conversation because it does show Like how you can put your own Spin on weddings And tradition and all of that I mean, I don't know if our audience Fully knows you, Shield But I feel like I think of that video that you Did with Justin Bieber
3: (laughs) And Ariana Grande
0: that you were like Hugging yourself in, what was (laughs) that video
2: Called? Yeah, it was like a COVID video stuck
0: Stuck with you, like you are Just that person that will find This type of stuff, like (laughs) for someone that might not be that person like how would you recommend people kind of like stepping out of their comfort zone a little
2: it's hard. I think like you're kind of born with it. And like, I think you can be a yes person. You can be a no person. I'm lucky that Amrita has at least been okay with my saying yes to, <laughs> to most things. But
3: So you could be a yes person, a no person, or an okay, fine person. Yeah, <laughs> okay, <yeah>. fine. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you know,
2: one thing that's funny is like, so I'm a venture capitalist. So like, My job is literally like saying yes to crazy ideas. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that some of them are going to be super amazing, even though some of them are probably going to really suck. And Amritha's job is a lawyer. So she just says no to like all the crazy
0: (laughs) ideas. You two balance each other out so well.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She keeps you in check.
2: I think she's come around. I think most of these (laughs) things have really worked out pretty well for us.
3: You don't even know the ways you've come around. Oh, (laughs) oh! Such a lawyer way. We know the (laughs) fact that he is
0: there, engaged, married in the metaverse. Yeah, Yeah, he has come around. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this has been such a great conversation. I mean, I think my biggest takeaway from all of this is we say you design the love life you want, but it's also like you design that through the end. Like this doesn't stop once you found your person. This can go into any facet of your relationship. I think also like the whole virtualness. Like I also met my partner during COVID and I feel like the virtualness was nice, you know, and it's kind of yeah. sad that we're losing that now. And I don't think it needs to be so either or. Like, I think we looked at it like, oh, because now we're in the real world again, we don't need to do virtual. But I loved what you were all saying of this allowed us to have more people there and we're still going to do the wedding. We're still going to do it the way that, you know, more traditional way of doing it. So I would say like, yeah, like think about about like what's possible and it doesn't need to be confined to one thing or the other totally and then the last takeaway I have is I feel like finding your person and getting on the same page like it's two people coming from different backgrounds and the pace discrepancy can be very real of like when one person's ready the other person isn't and I appreciate you telling your story because I think a lot of people go through this but it's not talked about as much because everyone wants to just portray like, oh, you know, we fell in love and everything worked out perfectly. (laughs) But I think it's good that you said it because it also shows just how you pave your own path and you find what ultimately works for the two of you.
3: Yes. You guys are getting the unedited version of our story page. (laughs) Yeah. It's the best page.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we want to see. A kind of a benefit of a metaverse wedding, I was just thinking about this, is that the focus is truly on you two the couple. Mm -hmm. When you're in an IRL wedding, as a guest, you're constantly thinking about like, are my shoes going to be comfortable (laughs) enough? What am I going to wear? What's the food going to be like? Am I going to be cold? But in the metaverse, all those senses are kind of taken away and you just solely focus on the two people who are getting married. So I think that's quite lovely. I love this concept of marrying the old with the new. You've got the traditions, but then you've got Mm -hmm. this very futuristic way of delivering these traditions, which is in the metaverse. And I think we're going to get more towards that. As we head into a hybrid workplace, we're going to have more hybrid ceremonies.
3: Totally. And that
1: helps us scale the people that we can kind of offer this to, but also it creates these memories that are very unique for our generation. So I'm actually kind of excited where we're headed there. I remember going to this wedding several years ago, happened to be an Indian wedding, but their vows really spoke to me. Because the bride said, I'm so excited to create new traditions with you. And it really stuck with me because I think when you come together in a marriage or any sort of commitment, you have the opportunity to create these new traditions together. You can still take along some of the old traditions that you have, but now you have these really unique ones together. So maybe your 10-year marriage vow renewal
3: can be in the metaverse, you know? So <laughs> I'm like, I'm seeing it all.
0: <laughs> if it's still around by Yeah, so yes. many opportunities.
3: Or in some realm we don't even know about some yet. Some realm. True, yeah. true. <laughs> yes. But at the end of the day, all this is to
1: show that when you are in love and you want to create a life with someone, that life can be this universe in another universe and all the universes. And that's the most beautiful part of the story. Thank you for sharing with us. I'm so glad we got the final unedited version instead of us trying to figure out, like, what could that even look like? Uh, My burning question now is, are you going to get Taco Bell for life? Does that mean? (laughs) Part of the Taco Bell family. Yeah.
2: Great, great question. We actually recorded a podcast. The only other podcast we've been on together was a podcast with the Taco Bell CEO. Okay. and
0: We feel so honored. (laughs)
2: And... We talked about it with him, and he said that there is no Taco Bell Black card, but if there ever is one, we will <laughs> get one.
1: That was s- such a serious way of answering that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then my final question is you two were featured in People magazine. Oh, yeah. What was that like? Like, was that <laughs> surreal to just be like, oh my God, we're in People magazine about the metaverse wedding? <laughs>
3: You know, it's old hat for S.H.I.E.L. with all of his like random (laughs) cameos in different places. But no, I mean, it's fun to see ourselves in all these different publications. I think my one thought was we have our more traditional destination wedding coming up at the end of September. And that's the date I had in my mind of like, okay, I'm going to like really look good. then. (laughs) And then I realized like, oh, but this one is the one that was like photographed yeah, most and placed in like <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe I should have <laughs> been thinking of that in a different way but no it was bad just shows you
0: that when you do something unique you could end up in people magazine <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> how
1: wonderful is it that when you google Shield and abruta your metaverse wedding comes up first. (laughs) Your Taco Bell wedding is the first one that populates. You'll be known forever as the metaverse Taco Bell couple. It's great.
2: It is interesting that so many different random publications, like reached out to us for comment. And it was all these like Indian publications that we'd never heard of (laughs) reached out to us. The (laughs) MIT technology review covered it all these. Wow.
1: Quite the case study. Yeah. Well, thank you again for sharing your love journey with us. We always enjoy hearing these stories. And for all of our listeners, if this story resonated with you, you have more questions about the metaverse and metaverse (laughs) dating, weddings, proposals, funerals, whatever. There's so many things you can do in the metaverse. (laughs) feel free to give us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, and you can ask your questions there. Just give us five stars, and then maybe in the body of a review, whatever thoughts you have about the metaverse, we love to hear from you. And if you want to go the old-fashioned route, you can always email us, hello at (laughs) datablepodcast.com. And on that, we're going to wrap up this episode. Stay Datable! The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable.